Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, joined here by the kid from Kansas City himself, Mark Gunnels. And uh, Mark, <laughs> the AFC North, you want to talk about being a bloodbath? Being something that's beat up, bruised, bloody. Deshaun Watson didn't have a shoulder, apparently, and completed 14 passes in a row in the second half in, a, in an upset win over the Ravens. Yeah, I was going to be on here to talk about how the Browns could be setting up to being a potential Super Bowl contender. I mean, their upcoming schedule is pretty light. Now, I'm not burying them. I think they're still a, probably a playoff team because people are like, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs now. Like, they've been winning games with Deshaun Watson looking like a, a bottom 10 quarterback for most of this year. So I, I still think they'll be able to win football games relying on that defense. But, man, talk about a guy that looked like he was turning the corner. And it's crazy to know he had a shoulder injury. I mean, that was probably his best half, the second half in Baltimore as a Brown. So, I, I mean... I couldn't imagine being a Browns fan today, man. That has to be crushing. Like, to go from such a high, you know, winning in Baltimore the way you did, you got a, a favorable schedule coming up. You're thinking Deshaun Watson's about to turn the corner and look like the old Deshaun Watson, and this happens? That's crushing, man. Well, I know this. Rest in peace to all uh, guaranteed contracts because that ship just sailed. I mean, it's going to be so hard for a guy to get a new guaranteed contract. I figured that that would, I mean, fully guaranteed contract as Deshaun Watson, the currently only player in the NFL with one has missed. I think he's only played 11 games as a Cleveland Brown. Now, not all of that has to do with injury as we all know and have talked about in the past, but not a great look for the Cleveland Browns. I figured that will both be our you know, terrible vibes, bad vibes, vibes in absolute hell. So let's got that one out the way. Mark, start it out. Who has the best vibes of the week from week 10? God, it's already week 11. Goodness gracious. Where did the time go? Yeah. Um, may have the same one on this one, maybe. Uh, I, I don't see how you can't say the Houston Texans. I mean, they're going to Cincinnati. A lot of people didn't really give them much of a shot to win that game. You know, they had like 20 guys on the injury report. It was crazy to see their list. It, it looked like me shopping at Ralph's on the weekend. I mean, it was pretty long, to say the least. But um, C.J. Stroud went in there, you know, he threw that pick. You know, you can't – actually, it's a backstory. <laughs> Martin actually came over to the house. The, he's, he's going to the Chargers in a Lions game. So he used my parking spot. I live next to SoFi whatever. He walked down there. And when I went out to greet him, I was, like, thinking, oh, this game's over because I had left when they went up by 10. And he's like – I looked at my phone, like, how did the Bengals get the ball back? He's like, Charles threw a pick. I'm like, why are you not running the ball? Like, it's like three minutes left. I was so confused. So I thought they were about to blow this game. But, you know, he responded. Uh, Burrow, did. he helped out as well, obviously. And Yeah, man. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's got those guys playing inspired football right now. And right now, if the playoffs started today, the Houston Texans would be in the playoffs. I don't think many people had that on their bingo cards back in August. 
You didn't have them in the playoffs. Stop it. No, you didn't. I'll show you my I'll show you my I'll show you my ticket that says Houston Texans winning the division. In fact, while we're doing this right now, I'll look it up and tell you the date on it. But was that I'm sitting on it? But was that actually like a real prediction or was that just like a value play that you didn't think was really happening? Those are two different things. I mean, it was a mix between I was never that high on the Jags. Like, I never was as high on the Jaguars as everybody else. I remember when that team was like seven and or two and seven and start the year last year and went on that crazy run. I remember Trevor Lawrence throwing four interceptions, even though they won the game. And it was much more of a situation of how did Brandon Staley somehow keep his job? Yeah, accepted date right here. October 2nd, 2023. So, no, I didn't have it in August. I didn't buy it in August. Okay. Okay. But right now, I got it at pl- over 5-1 to one odds. I don't know exactly what it is, but that's definitely over 5-1 to one to win the South, to win the AFC South. And was saying it as soon as week three. As soon as they beat them. As soon as Texans beat the Jags, I was like, they'll have a leg up on them if they beat them somehow twice. That's a fair ticket. And I think they play in a couple weeks in Houston. So, I mean, if they win that game, go up 2-0. You got a pretty good shot there to cash that ticket. But overall, man, you know, I I don't want to be one of those hyperbolic guys after, what, 10 weeks and say C.J. Stroud is top this or top that. But no, don't you put that. Don't you put that evil on, on C.J. Stroud. You did it to Jordan Love earlier this year. Who else you did it to? Don't you put that evil on C.J. Stroud. No. That, was a, that was a projection. I wasn't it wasn't based on what I saw in my it wasn't based off of a lot of film. Let's just say that it was based on a projection. What I thought he could. Mm-hmm. This is based on actual a, a lot of film, a lot of games already. We got ten games of evidence, and I'm. I think you can comfortably say he's at least a top ten quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, I'd say so too as well. He is playing like a top ten quarterback. Uh, who are your? Uh, oh, my good vibes. My good yeah. vibes. We are going to go back to the well. And this is also a shot at the, the rest of the NFC South. But Minnesota Vikings are 2-0 and with Josh Dobbs as the primary quarterback. I know he didn't start that game with Jaron Hall, but as the primary quarterback against the NFC South. Against both teams that are were atop at both at, at any point this year, atop the rankings of the NFC South, right? The, both the Saints and the Falcons. Totally unserious teams that you can have a guy like Josh Dobbs. And I look, I get it. It's a great story. The pastronaut, right? And everybody's yeah. like, we got to stop with the idea that because just because a guy plays football, he's also dumb as hell, right? Because, <laughs> like, you know, I'm sorry. Like, he's a rocket scientist, but that's not crazy. Like, he went to college. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it makes perfect sense that he could have went into a science. You know what? I'm remiss right now. I got to say this one shout out. I thought about it when I said what I just said, because I kind of cursed a little bit. And even though I didn't curse enough to bleep it, I have to apologize to at real no deuces. He says that the he tweeted me today because I made a typo with my Substack, the neutral field. He posted to it. you on X. You know what? I'm not going to say what I want to say to you because he tweet in the tweet that he said, he said that his 10-year-old is the only podcast that he can listen to straight out without like zoning out is this one. So he listens to the podcast and he reads the neutral field to his 10-year-old son. So I'm just saying that kid, that kid at 10 years old, talk about raising a child right. You know, he, he's consuming all the right stuff. Wow. Wow. So he can break down what a cover two is and a, the, a cover zero and all of that, right? The, the stunts and everything. Wow. That's impressive. He's on his way. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my good vibes, Josh Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings, because you're 2-0 against two teams that should have playoff aspirations. And you outplayed a guy who was the first first the first free agent quarterback off the board to the tune of three years and $100 million. And uh, Josh Dobbs could be got for a third-day pick. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wild, man. Uh, so, yeah, we already did our ugly vibes. And it's crazy that the Browns had to be in that category because they would have been my good vibes if it wasn't for Deshaun Watson's season-ending surgery that got announced earlier today. We're recording on Wednesday. Um, but I'll say for my bad vibes, I mean, I got to go to Buffalo, right? <laughs> I mean... Mm-hmm. I mean, my gosh, we we're talking last week about their playoff odds. And I was I was telling you, I told you before the Cincinnati game, I was like, you're talking about Cincinnati. What are you talking about? Buffalo not making the playoffs. And, and you know, they lost that game. It was OK. They always lose to the Bengals, whatever. But then I was like, you got these back to back home games. You got to win these games. You got the Broncos at home, and you got the Jets coming up this week in week 11. You got to win those two because after that, Martin, they play the Chiefs, Eagles, and Cowboys back to back to back. That's your next three after this Jets game. So you losing that Broncos game puts your playoff chances at very, very slim to none. Um, you just fired your offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. And now I got Martin trying to relive his bad take that he thinks can can resurface for some reason after three elite years that now that Josh Allen is not a good quarterback anymore. This dude's texting me again. I'm like, bro, you were you already admitted that was a bad take. Don't try to come back. Three no, years what later. I admitted was that Josh Allen was better than I ever thought he'd be. But I never thought he was going to be great. And I am still quite honestly waiting to see the top five quarterback that people have talked five. about. You can't, name top, you can't name five quarterbacks better than Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert? Just, I would rather have Justin Herbert, who had five second-half touchdowns against a 7-2 and two team in the NFC and somehow still lost. Yes, I'd rather have Justin Herbert. I'd rather have Justin Herbert than Josh 27, Allen. 27 nothing lead? Okay. All right, cool. All right. When Justin Herbert starts playing cornerback and linebacker, we can talk about like I don't care, just, bro. If you're a lead cornerback and you're up 27 to nothing, you do not lose that football game. I don't so, care. So all right. So this is the thing I'm talking. This is this is right here where, don't where lose the that game. game falls apart. This is where the whole thing falls apart with Josh Allen. Because it's all like you'll say, if you're an elite quarterback, you don't lose this. If you're an elite quarterback, you don't lose that. But whenever the conversation is about Josh, it goes, Oh, you know. He's this in EPA. He's this in yards per attempt. He's this in this advanced stat. He's this in offensive DVOA. If he just stopped turning the ball over, that's like saying I'm a great driver if I just stop getting an accident. Like I'm, you know, I'm a great student if I just quit failing tests. Like you can't protecting the ball is a part of this game. Protecting the ball is 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 what is one of the major keys of the whole scenario, the whole situation. Like he 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 actively think about it. They walked in week one. We recorded the podcast right after it. I went and saw the video. I was like, the Jets got one up on the win column on Buffalo because Josh Allen had four turnovers. That's it. That's the reason. I just want to say this, D. I don't know if you I don't know if you're aware, but since Justin Herbert has entered the league. He has the most fourth quarter interceptions in the in the league. Josh Allen has the most interceptions of quarterbacks. I'm just saying anytime 
I'm just saying fourth, fourth quarter, that's, time. that's winning time. That's crunch time. And he has the most since he's entered the league. But go ahead. You only named three quarterbacks. You got to name two more. Give me shoot. You can give me CJ. Okay. And I take Dak over Josh Allen. Oh, my God. All right. We got to move on. <laughs> I'll take Dak over Josh. How many? You know who the longest tenured quarterback in the playoffs is going to be in the NFC? Dak Prescott. You know why? And, and, and not to mention the fact that he has not had the best team in the division from the majority of those years, with it being the Eagles. He makes the league. You know, part of the reason why is because he, I mean, yeah, he led the league in interceptions the year prior. But Josh Allen, the way that they call him, the way that they play him, they they don't play Dak in the way, like, they make Josh Allen out to be Patrick Mahomes Jr., and he's not. So whenever you have a quarterback and you're trying to make him do something that he's not able to do, then that's where you run into all of this type of stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think Dak would be able to, to run the same offense that Buffalo runs, but the offense that Buffalo runs is all court dependent on him. They don't run the ball enough. They don't have – I mean, they don't move the ball around to receivers besides digs. So, yeah, I'd rather have Dak because at least if I know Dak is out there, Brandon Cook's going to get a target. Like – uh, uh, Peyton Hendershot or Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker, whoever the hell they got playing tight end out there, he's gonna get a target. Like Gabe Davis will go there the whole game with no targets. Yeah, when he gets it, then he drops it as well. I mean, <laughs> that guy has stone hands. Where's your touch? You know, I mean, I get it. You throw you throw a ninety-eight mile an hour fastball when a ball is supposed to be threaded over a linebacker before a safety. Like, I mean, I'm not excusing Gabe Davis dropping the ball, but ultimately, like. You see a guy like Bur- when you see a guys like Burrow or Justin Herbert or even Dak throwing the ball too damn hard for somebody to catch the ball. Like I get that it's a wide receiver excuse, but like anyway, neither here nor there. But you had some great Josh Allen takes. I said Josh Allen was Taysom Hill, so I was wrong. But Josh Allen to me, like the idea that he's elite for losing, like losing, is crazy to me. But you just called Justin Herbert elite. I've, you asked me who I'd rather have. I mean, I'm assuming if you if you're in top five, you're an elite quarterback. I mean, unless you don't think so. No, because I'm not. I don't do this whole game of like this is elite. no. It's, it's like if you have Patrick Mahomes right now, and then you have the rest of the rest. So Mahomes Joe Burrow the quarterback is knocking on the door. So Mahomes is the only elite quarterback in football. To me, he's no, there's nobody else doing what he's doing. Okay, I mean if that's how. You, okay, okay. There's nobody else. To me, he's in a class of his own. I mean, I, I, agree, if you put, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so like, no, but if I think if you put like Josh Allen on the, on the Chargers, for example, they would be about the same. Like, you know, where I think other quarterbacks would be better in Buffalo. But also, the whole thing's falling apart in Buffalo. Yeah, like, how you from, think about the Ken Dorsey fire? I mean, I love how like, Everybody on the timeline, all your EPA nerds are like, oh, my God, how could they have fired Ken Dorsey? You know, like maybe because they don't ever effectively run the ball. Like you want to look at all these Josh Allen turnovers and like, whoa, what's happening with defenses? They have seven men. They have seven cornerbacks on the field. Just run the rock. Maybe then bring somebody back down and we can get back to playing football instead of just playing mad. James Cook was averaging like six yards a carry. (laughs) But when he fumbled after that first play, for some reason, he got benched for, like, almost the first half. I, I didn't understand that. Like, he's still your best back. He understands he made a mistake. Like, you don't have to make an example out of him just to give 
Latavius Murray carries. <laughs> Extra Points Podcast, September 13th, 2023. Are Josh Allen's turnovers concerning, or is everyone overreacting to the Bills' Monday Night Football loss? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. This is before you were around. January 24th, 2023. This is back on the old Extra Points show. Is Josh Allen tracking to be a Hall of Famer? Is a question I was asked. Of course not. And you know what? The two people next to me looked at me like I was nuts. They called me crazy. They said I was being a hater. Now, I just ask again. Just a few short months later, I'll ask you this time, Argonos. Is Josh Allen trending to be a Hall of Famer? No. Thank you. There we have it. We didn't get you. Where are your man? Yeah, one good year, Miles Austin. Shout out to the Boo Bucks can. Claim. Oh, my God. <laughs> and everybody just was like, you know what? It's all good. COVID, remember? You know what happened? You know what happened in the same in the COVID year? LeBron won a title and, and uh, Tom Brady won a title. So nobody wanted to like really and truly invalidate what happened. And I'm not saying that you should. But the idea that it was people had career years during the COVID sport era. And we just don't talk about how everything was incredibly different then. Remember TJ Warren in the bubble? I couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> exactly. TJ Warren. And I was like, I was remember who it was like a 15 a point guy who all of a sudden was a 40 a point night. You know, it's a lot easier when you don't have to do all the other stuff. But anyway. I have another. I have another bad vibes. Winner. Yeah, where are your bad vibes at? Account. I mean, from coach of the year and winning a playoff game to the. I want. I, I can't go for, so far to say they're the worst team because of all the injuries, but I mean, just week by week by week, the New York Giants and Tommy DeVito. A quarterback. And, the, the I mean, the laundry list of injuries that they have. And then Brian Dayball calling everybody. His mom makes his bed for him. Did you see that? Listen, I, people have been making fun of that. Have you seen the kid play? They probably should. He, he should not move out. I would not recommend moving out because I think he'll be updating his LinkedIn page in about 12 months because he's got like one more start before he can't play anymore. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be exposed as a guy who's never just not any good. And I mean, he's we're there now, but he's not going to get backup checks like Cooper Rush will get backup checks in this league for the next five years because he won five games uh, uh, that year that Dak went out. I mean, look look at Gardner Minshew right now. Gardner Minshew will get exactly Jacoby Brissett. These guys will be backups in the league for much longer than the average starter will be because of the Brian Hoyer effect. They think you can come in and win you two or three games and then, you know, but no, yeah, that's the goat of that is like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's like paved the way for these guys. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the Giants are the number two overall pick. I mean, I feel I feel for you, Eddie. I feel for you. The idea that you were building something and then the I mean Daniel Jones' knee just falling apart last week. The Raiders lighting cigars after the Giants, like it's a homecoming game. Cowboys, Cowboys beat the Giants what? A hundred and no, ninety-nine to twenty in the margin, something like 90, that. At the, 89 to 17, because they didn't score in that first game. The 89 to 17. 
That is what you call a stone cold open. Goodness gracious. Um, what else do you want to touch on before we get into next week's games? Yeah. This uh, week's games, I guess. You know, we got to do our weekly New Orleans Saints check-in. Uh, we were talking about Dennis Allen as the betting favorite last week. He had all the numbers and Hey, I played it. So I want to give you your flowers because you definitely helped me with my rent money this week, uh, fading Dennis Allen. You're welcome. It is a, look, (laughs) it's, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Like somebody saw that last year with the Raiders and all of those second half, you know, you want to talk about guys not being able to extend leads like Justin Herbert couldn't in the playoffs. Well, you know, all of this second half, double-digit comebacks, like Derek Carr left the game again. I'm sure he'll be back and he'll be hurt and too hurt to really be effective. And this the, the really the, the rub is this, man. The offense is better with Jameis. It's just better with Jameis because he'll throw the ball. Like he will put the ball up at risk, and when you got guys like like Rashid Shaheen, who's one of the fastest guys in the league, Chris Olave, who I mean, I watched Chris Olave torch Michigan for three and a half years, uh, just crossing around, crossing around, goal ball, goal ball, and it's just bow, 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 hit you in the face. So yeah, I, Chris Olave is him, and then you got Mike Thomas, like who has been one of the better possession receivers in the NFL and healthy over the last five years, right? Over the last seven years, call it, because I said went healthy. It's been a few years in, in, in between that. But the fact remains, Alvin Kamara, one of the top backs in the league. No, it's just a disaster. And it's throwing bad money after good. And this team should have just either go get somebody who's going to be a major player at quarterback or go get Josh Dobbs or the like. You know what I mean? Like, go get a guy like Josh Dobbs who you can have at a low salary. Or uh, I'm trying to think of another example right now. Just as Jacoby Brissett. Hell, any of these backup quarterbacks. You know, Jerry Stidham. Paying, you, he took $10 million to go be in Denver for two years. I think he would have took twenty five to come be your starter, 30 to come be your starter. And you'd have a similar result. Yeah. Um, and I know in the offseason over the summer – I was trying to play devil's advocate and try to make you feel good about the Saints. And some of it I really honestly didn't believe. But I did believe at the time that y'all would win the division. But then I switched right before and went with Atlanta. Who knows who's going to win it? I don't know. Somebody has to win that division, unfortunately. Whatever. It doesn't matter. There'll be a first. There'll be one and done in the playoffs. But I now that I look at it, I do think you guys should have just... And it's hard to say this, right? When you have a grown man, especially with you guys... Because you guys have a lot of veterans on your team, I feel like. So it's hard to just say we're going to just bottom out this year and not compete. But big picture-wise, look at that division. It's kind of the race to get that guy a quarterback. We both don't think Bryce Young is it in Carolina. Desmond Renner's not it in Atlanta. And the, the Bucks don't have their guy for the future yet either. So it's kind of that race to see who's going to get that first guy in that division. So... And the weird thing is, right, because the Panthers won't draft the quarterback because they already got Bryce Young, but they're going to have the worst record in the league probably. The Falcons have won too many games. To, I mean, they'll get somebody, I'm sure, but they're not going to have a top five pick or anything. Same with the Bucks, and same with you guys. So it's kind of a weird dynamic in that division right now. I think you have to maybe look in the trade market 
Like, do you trade for a Justin Fields if you're Atlanta? Or try to get Kyler Murray? I think what Atlanta should have done was traded for Kyler Murray last week. Yeah, now I don't think Arizona's going to trade him. I think they're going to stick with him. Well, either way, you could win right now. Yeah. NFC. Oh, yeah. We are talking about the Detroit Lions as one of the top three or four seeds in the NFC playoffs. The Detroit Football Lions. And I got to listen to Arthur Smith say on April 1st, we're good on Lamar Jackson. Desmond Ritter won a lot of games in college as Lamar (laughs) Jackson is currently and wherever you shop. Top five in MVP voting. Atlanta would be un- Atlanta might be undefeated if they had Lamar Jackson at quarterback with the oh. schedule that they've had. Oh my gosh, that that would have been scary, man. Uh, another game I want to touch on before we move on, unless you got another game you want to speak on, we got to touch on the Niners and Jags. We're both on the opposite sides of this last week. I was actually shocked that you were on the Jag side, to be quite frank with you. I know I was saying, I can't see the Niners losing two in a row, not three in a row, but I, I felt like after the bye, they got a time to self-reflect. They got some guys back from injury. Trent Williams came back. They got Debo back. I, I just really felt like this was going to be a statement game for them now. Did I think it was going to be 34 to three? Hell no. <laughs> did not expect it to be that bad. But I, I did think it was going to be a game where they would say, we're back. And they did just that. Yeah, no, I the thing with the Jags for me was I did not expect Trent Williams or Debo to play. And then they did. We record this on Tuesday. Generally, now it's a Wednesday. So we're kind of estimating what we see for injury reports. Uh, If I had known that all, you know, all all the members of Ocean's Eleven were going to be making up the ensemble cast. Yeah, I would have took the Jaguar. I mean, I would have took the 49ers. Gotcha. But I, I assumed that Trent wasn't playing. I assumed that Debo, if he did play, would be limited. Well, I got news. Trent played, and if Debo was limited, I'd hate to see him at full strength because he looked amazing. Yeah, 100%, man. Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess we can touch on this game, too, because since you were there for just the first half. Well, what did I you, was there for the first half. What did you see in that Lions-Chargers game? What stood out to you? What was your biggest takeaways there? The biggest takeaway is that there is no such thing as home field advantage for the Los Angeles Chargers. Absolutely <laughs> none. Absolutely none. It's remarkable. It's really something that, that needs to be discussed at a greater length, especially when we're doing these handicap betting podcasts. Like, there is no such thing as home point three, a home field three points for the Chargers. It doesn't exist. But they got that, that big crowd noise, Martin. Look, it was... I, I took a video and I tweeted it out on my Twitter at Marlon Weiss. But I took a video of the Chargers making a goal line stand, right? And the Lions end up scoring on the next play, but they made a goal line stand like first or second down. And the awe was audible. It was everybody going, oh, man. It was audible across the stadium to where I pulled my phone out because I was like, they're going to score again. They're going to score right here. Pulled my phone out again and recorded. And you the the rise of people, you know, when you see the wave being done in a stadium, you can see how like people, it was across the board. Everyone was standing up and cheering. Wow. That's crazy. There is no such thing as Chargers fans. And there's also no such thing as Lions defense. And there's <laughs> also Brendan Staley. How do you keep getting away with this? How do you keep 
doing like how do you score five touchdowns in the second half and lose and lose that's that's incredible that's an incredible feat to accomplish you want to go ahead and take a break and go to week 11 yeah let's take a break we finally got a good thursday night game how about that yeah tickets to the game merch meals at iconic restaurants stays at caesar's palace all of this can be yours when you bet with caesar sportsbook win or lose every bet earns reward credits which you can redeem across the empire now if you haven't started yet register using code omaha full and then place your first bet up to 1250 dollars. if you win great you keep those winnings but if you lose you get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after the qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 Three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. All right, Mark. I know this was first on your list. Thursday night. Ravens, Bengals, Bengals, plus three and a half, total 46. No uh, T. Higgins, no Marlon Humphrey. Injury report's long, but we know these two teams know each other quite well. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I've been going back and forth. I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens um, minus the three and a half. I am. I I think – at home, didn't have to travel, short week. And I think they'll be able to run the ball on this Bengals front. No, you didn't mention no Hubbard. And I think Trey Henderson is still a game time decision, but I'm leaning towards he probably won't play considering it's a short week. I'm not expecting him out there. So you're talking about your two best defense alignment potentially being out. And we saw that this you can run on this Bengals front. So I, I really think with the Ravens running attack, they'll be able to set things up, make life easier for Lamar, accept the play action. And I expect a pretty big game from Mark Andrews as well uh, in the middle of the field there. And the other side of the ball, I, I just – I still not all in on this Bengals offense, especially with, when you don't have your full complement of weapons. They have flashes of they look really good, but then they stall out. They'll have a three and out two times in a row. And you're like, what the hell? But then they'll have a 50-yard bomb to Jamar Chase. So I just think it's too much inconsistencies – where I see what the Ravens, they've been they've been pretty consistent offensively moving the ball, whether it's the run or the pass. So I'm taking the Ravens here. Yeah, 
so I didn't update this stat in the way that I should have. So just bear with me. But on October 29th, right, the uh, the, the Bengals have played two games since then. I believe favored in bowl, right? Mm-hmm. They were favored against Houston. Yeah, favored in bowl. Okay. So this stat is still true. Joe Burrow is 15 and two against the spread when he is an underdog of three or more points. Mm. Last I checked, three and a half is more than three. Lock it up, Joe. And you know what? Quite honestly, I think the Bengals might win this game. And I think the AFC North division might come down to week 17, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. So, Right now, you can get Pittsburgh to win the division like four and a half to one. Some places, five to one. I think that would be something smart to sprinkle on because if nothing else, you'll be able to hedge out of it down the line. Well, speaking of Pittsburgh, that's the next game on the list. The Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to Cleveland to take on the Deshaun Watson-less Browns. Right now, the Browns are favorites by one. One exactly over under the over under is 33. <laughs> it's 33. I don't think I've seen a total points that low this year. 33 is crazy. Gotta be the lowest this season. Uh, yeah, and I probably would lean to the under. This screams 10 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sir, could you not see a team? Could you not see this game ending 21 to 10? I think 21 is too much. <laughs> you think it's too much? 20, I don't see who's gonna score 21. I think it'll be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they've won this game. Uh, I don't think that's even a hot take. I'm surprised that the line is where it is now with Dorian Thompson Robson starting. If you had PJ Walker back there, I feel a little different. And I know that like PJ Walker is not great shakes, but there's something about being experienced and knowing the appropriate play to run. And you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, like checking into the run, checking out of the run, making sure the run is flipped to the right side. Whether like I think PJ, all the football he's played gives you some of that. DTR, I don't know. Even though it's probably the best move for the organization to start him, um, yeah. me picking him right now, I I I have to lean to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was actually leaning in Cleveland earlier, even without Deshaun Watson. But after I thought about it more, I'm like. Stop overthinking it. Like kind of how you were saying when you were over the house, I'll be a much better better if I just, I watch these teams play. I watch this coach coach for almost 20 years and Mike Tomlin, he wins these type of games, bro. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and you're giving me a point? I'm, I gotta take Pittsburgh. I have to. And for what is worth, I know it's not saying much, but their offense has looked a little better since Canada's came down on the field. I know it's not saying much, but any improvement is good for their offense at this point. So Look, before before it was a barren wasteland, now we got a few stoplights up. That's how the offense looks. Yeah. And does it look better? <laughs> yes, but I mean, you know, it's warmer in uh, it's warmer in Alaska than it is in Antarctica in the wintertime. But you still need a coat. <laughs> that was a good analogy. I, I'm gonna steal that one. I like that one. I feel like you used for it. I feel like you used that one before. You just said you said that too too confidently. <laughs> I've I've used it a, a bunch of times. I've used it. I, I use it all the time because you still need a coat. It's still yeah. pretty chilly. All right. Speaking of chilly, I'm sure it's gonna be pretty chilly out out in Orchard Park this Sunday. Uh, you got the Jets traveling to play the Buffalo Bills right now. The Bills are seven point favorites. And right now, the over under is at forty even. 
Um, both of our eyebrows raised on that one. So I think we're, we're probably on the same side on this one. I'm taking the Jets with the seven points. I mean, my gosh, I, I get it. Now, this may be one of those, it's too easy to play plays and the Bills just win by like freaking 20 and then Josh Allen has a coming out party, but then it's still the Jets defense. And this Jets defense has given him problems time and time and time again. They just had a players-only meeting. I don't know if you saw that, Martin. Garrett Wilson led the players' meeting. I th- and I, I wish that we knew a stat. I feel like there's a stat about teams after a players' meeting that is good for them. I don't know for sure. I have to do some research for next week. But I feel like every time I hear a, a players' meeting happens, that team wins then like the next game. Now I'm not saying it just. I don't know. How, I don't know how solid that. Uh, that. <laughs> I mean, I know the most recent players meeting I think of is the Bulls. Didn't but, they win the next game? I thought maybe not. I don't know. Did, did it matter for the season? But I mean, honestly, if you're the Jets, you have to look at this thing. Like we have everything in front of us. Like as 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 much as it's mind boggling that they decided to keep Zach Wilson in the fold and and not try to upgrade a backup quarterback, and they've kind of made their team in Aaron Rodgers' likeness and so on. He keeps talking about how he'll be right back. He keeps talking about it. He keeps yeah. talking about it. It stays to be a thing. And while I do not believe it at all, I do think if I'm in the locker room, it gives you a sense of hope. Like the end is around the corner. Like, you know, when you're again with the winter, when it's the mid dead of February, you know, St. Patrick's Day is near. The weather will break one day. You just got to get through this part now. And quite honestly, the Jets win this. It's over for Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they they had two, the Jets would have two in hand on them. Miami would have one in hand on them. No, no, Buffalo beat Miami. But uh it's still it'd be over for Buffalo. Like yeah, but, I, I just, gonna, but Miami plays the Raiders this week, so they're gonna win. So yeah, I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the seven. And this is gonna be the third time this season that I've put money on Zach Wilson. God bless it. <laughs> yeah, we agree on that one. I think the Bills win the game, but I think the Jets cover the seven for sure. The next game, this game wasn't going to be on the list before this past weekend, but now it's kind of intriguing, Martin. The Minnesota Vikings are traveling to Mile High to take on the Denver Broncos who just beat those Buffalo Bills. Right now, the Broncos are two and a half point favorites. The over-unders at 42 and a half. Where are you leaning on this one? This is I'll fun. take the Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos. Oh, you're fading Josh Dobbs. It's time. It's time. It's time. (laughs) But it's it's time. Look, I'm sorry, but you got the guy who should be coaching New Orleans Saints on the other side of this thing. He is one of the best coaches in this game. And I understand earlier this season they gave up 70 and everybody wanted to do a victory lap because here's the the secret. Sean Payton isn't a very nice guy. Okay? He's not – he's not – He's not necessarily an Andy Reid. Whenever you walk past him, right? He's, he's not. He's, he's not cuddly and, and, and make you feel good about it. You know, he's kind of a jerk, right? So everybody was ready to pile on him, especially after he, you know, I don't know, spoke the truth about Nathaniel Hackett. Like I, like, I'm sorry. Like that team was a joke last year, and he just happened to mention how much of a joke it was. Russ is playing the best football of his Bronco career, which isn't saying much, but it's saying more than nothing. And, uh, you know, they should have – I mean, 
I know that Bills game came down to the 12 men on the field penalty, but like to me, Denver was the better team and the better side all game. Minnesota's been fun. Minnesota's been cool. But this was a team that with Kirk Cousins, we thought was cooked. Josh Dobbs just added a little bit to this roster, to this offense in terms of being able to run the ball. But all, all in general, the Vikings still can't run the ball. And I know that terrible tone ever like to start the year, but still you, you got Jefferson may come back, but you got Pat Sertan on the other side. He's locked down. And if he and if Jefferson's not back, then uh, you know I would suggest benching uh, uh, Jordan Addison in fantasy because somebody's getting locked down over there. I think it'll be tough for Minnesota to pull off three in a row. Just before I go, because I know we record this early in the week, and you were mentioning the Niners injuries. If Jettis does play, does that change your mind? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings either way. I'm going with the fighting Joshua Dobbs. How dare you fade him when he's getting points? I think. Yeah, the Denver game, that's cool. You know, that, that was fun. But we also mentioned how the Bills have kind of self-imploded within their own organization right now. So I, I'm, I really think Minnesota, their, their defense is the thing that's really given me some confidence here. Their defense started off really bad the first few weeks of the season. They've been balling the last five, six weeks. You know, I, I think, shout out to Brian Flores, by the way, I, I really think they'll be able to contain this Broncos offense. I mean, it's not hard that hard to do, right? I mean, they had the ball at the 50-yard line twice against the Buffalo Bills and didn't get any points. That was so infuriating in the second half. They were trying everything in their power to let Buffalo win that game. They still couldn't take it from them. But I, I really think Josh, Josh Dobbs' legs will be the difference in this game. That's one thing people aren't talking about enough. The way he can extend plays – whether it's passing or just with his legs and getting first downs, moving the chains. I think that'll be the difference in this one. So I got the Vikings actually win this game outright, Martin. I love how you say you can't fade Josh Dobbs getting points. Like Josh Dobbs has, it's week 11. Josh Dobbs has gotten points 11 weeks this year. Well, he, he wasn't in Minnesota all 11 weeks, Martin. It's different. It's a different culture. It's a different culture, different situation. All right, let's go. Let's go to the game of the week, maybe the game of the year. Super Bowl rematch, Martin. Can you can you dig this one? Monday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to my hometown, Kansas City, Missouri, home of the best barbecue in the world, Arrowhead. Right now, the Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is at 45-and-a-half. And just in case you didn't know, Martin, rain is to, is to be expected in this game. 60% chance of rain Monday night in Kansas City. Just have a general rule, man. It's not it's not cool. It's not, you know, a serious breakdown, like encyclopedia level. I'm taking Mahomes if it's under a field goal. So there you have it. <laughs> like the same handicapping as a Super Bowl. I don't really does like I'm taking Mahomes less than a field goal. You have, the record, lose, on, you have the record on that? I would love to see what his record is when when that's the case. No, I don't have it off. Something ridiculous. Let's see. Go ahead. But uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and get my analysis. Yeah. So I, I got the Chiefs in this one as well. I think normally in these situations, you have a big rematch from the previous year. This one being in the biggest game, you would think the losing team would have more incentive to win that game, right? Well, I don't think that's the case because all offseason, all we heard was 
It was the field in Arizona. That's why the Chiefs won. Our pass rushes were slipping and sliding. That's why we couldn't get any sacks on Patrick Mahomes. Well, Martin, you know what kind of grass they have in Arrowhead? It's natural grass. So I, I think the Chiefs, and I know these guys, they're very, very petty. They go on social media after the game, pull up receipts. I know they've been holding this in all offseason because they've heard the noise. I think that's going to play a factor. Andy Reid off the bye, I believe, has the best winning percentage in NFL history of all coaches after a bye. So I love that as well. I, I just don't see how... I mean, obviously, I know the Eagles are a good team. I don't want to make it seem like they don't have a chance to win this game. But kind of to like what's your point, I think the smart bet is certainly on the Chiefs in this one. Let's see. I can get it right now. The Chiefs as a favorite of three and a half or more, or three and a half or less or an underdog. At the start of the year, they were 18, six and one. They lost to the Lions, so that has to be 18-7-1. and one. Yep. And, shoot, how many games was it? That's like? about – that's the only game I can think of right off the top of my head that they were covered – that they were favored by less than three. Maybe that Jags game in Jacksonville? I can't remember what that spread was week two. I'm not sure. That's the only other game I could maybe see. Three and a half, and okay. they covered anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So they're covered anyway. So yeah, I'll take I'll take 18, 7, and 1. And maybe who knows? Maybe it's 18, 8, and 1 or 19, 6 and 1. But like I mean the percentage still, is great regardless. <laughs> pretty great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty doggone good. All right, let's take a break and get into our lemon pepper parlay. All right, Mark, your lemon pepper parlay is nasty. Just so wow. you know. Why just, is it nasty? Just, just the type of stuff that I mean. Just disrespectful type stuff, honestly, in my opinion. How so? I mean, you're the one betting on Brandon Staley to win. They're playing the Packers, Martin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody has to win that game, right? <laughs> yeah, so. You're taking, you're going to take, go ahead. You lay it out first, and then I'll yeah. tell you why I don't like it. Okay. For what it's worth. So my two-leg lemon pepper parlay that Martin is heavily critiquing, you already heard the first part of it. I have the Chargers on the money line against the Packers. The Packers are awful. Um, I'm fading them every single week at this point. And the Chargers are fighting for their wild card lives. I think they win that game. And then I'm pairing that with the Cowboys. Surprise, this line is this low. Only 10 and a half against the Panthers? I know it's in Carolina, but... I, I don't see how the Cowboys don't win by at least two touchdowns. I I, I would. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. Well, tell me why you don't love you, my first part. <laughs> you love a West Coast team traveling to Lambeau the week before Thanksgiving is going to be cold on okay. a one o'clock kick. I mean, just in general, that's not a great spot. Then. You have Mr. Big Brain himself, Brandon Staley, being the head coach. I don't love it. No, I don't love it. In fact, I don't love it so much. I took the Packers plus three as one of my legs of my lemon pepper parlay. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they'll win. Take a money line. <laughs> I don't. But you know what? Look, go ahead. You'll be sweating out that money line if, in a three-point game, I'm sure. Pal. <laughs> 
Dan, I'm taking this line. We didn't talk about this, but this line feels I don't understand how we are in this spot. But Seattle is only a one point favorite to the Rams. Doesn't that fit under the category of those lines you told me about? What's it called? A rat line. But you Isn't know that, what? You got a rat line? I'm taking it. You, you, you're, you're taking the cheese? I'm taking the cheese. So Seahawks money line, basically, I do think the Seahawks will beat the Rams. And the Jets plus seven is in my parlay. That pays out at a nice six to one, just about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, um, all your plays are solid. I'm not sure about the Packers covering the three, though. I could see, I think the Chargers could win that by 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 more than that. Don't give me Chargers offense is much better than the Packers than the Packers offense. But Packers defense has been pretty damn good this year when you especially consider how anemic future Hall of Famer, according to Mark Gunnels, Jordan Love is. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I was I was saying it tongue in cheek, Martin. Come on. All on record. <laughs> Real no deuces kid heard that. And he went to school the next day and said, Jordan Love is gonna be that guy. You pull you pull you're polluting the youth's minds. Well, at least we they're still listening, according to according to what they said on Real No Deuces. There you go. <laughs> All right. Shout out to him and best of luck to you. Except for any other pepper parlay, because I'm winning that. I can't wait to revisit. See you next week.